This is Women in Revival podcast. Today we are starting a series called Journey to the Unknown. Our topic for today is Ruth, the Moabitess. We are going to see here today about Ruth that she was a Moabitess. Even though she was part of the lineage of our Lord Jesus Christ, she was a Moabite, a people group that God had told the Israelites not to have any association with. But we will see here today God's favour and his grace extended and his arm of mercy extended towards Ruth by bringing her into the lineage of Jesus. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the privilege to come together on this broadcast. We thank you for your love, your mercy that has brought us together. We thank you for your outreach unto us as female gender. As we come again on this series, please, Lord, open our hearts, open our eyes, help us to see, cause us to hear you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you once again for joining with us on Women in Revival. We are beginning a new series tagged Journeying to the Unknown, Learning from Ruth's Expedition. If you notice, we have been looking at the book of Ruth. I think from the last series, we saw Upper, and hearing again, we are looking at Ruth. And after this series again, we'll run another series that focuses on the life of Naomi. I want to encourage you to please send out our links, download our app, Women in Reviver, from Google Play. And you can also download Podbean and search for Women in Reviver. Our app is free and the broadcast is free. Invite your loved ones to come and share even with us at this banquet that the Lord has called. So feel free to contact us. Go on our website, www.gravesham.christianladies.co.uk. Send us your questions, your need of prayer. Join us on our online Bible study classes where we'll be most benefited. Do link up with us. And if you would like us to link you up to our discipleship centers across the nations, please do let us know. We'll be able to see how to connect you. Amen. So here we are on this new series, Journeying to the Unknown, Learning from Ruth's Expedition. Ruth took a journey with Upper, with Naomi. And last time we saw upper aspect of the journey when we looked at facing a task unfinished and here we are again looking at Ruth we will come again and look at Naomi I so much thank God for the opportunity to glean from the lives of men and women in the Bible so today we will consider the topic Ruth a Moabites we will read the book of Ruth chapter 1 verse 4 which says, And they took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Upper, and the name of the other Ruth. And they dwelled there 
about 10 years. So again, from what we saw from the life of Opa last time, we remember how Naomi and his entire household journeyed to Moab because of famine in Bethlehem, Judah. And while in Bethlehem, Judah, Elmelech died, and Naomi's two sons married among the Moabites, and Ruth was one of the wives of the sons of Naomi. So we want to look at Ruth, the Moabites. Like we said while we looked at Opa, Moab is the seed of Lot and his eldest daughter's incest. The Moabites are also called the people of Chemosh, and you will find that in Numbers 21, verse 29. Moab is the country to the east of Jordan and to the Dead Sea. If you remember in Numbers chapter 20 to 23, it was the king of Moab in these chapters, Numbers 20 to 23, that sent his servant to Balaam. He was the one that hired Balaam against the Israelites. If you remember how he sent his servant with the reward of divination to Balaam, so that Balaam can come and curse the people of Israel. So we don't know, maybe Ruth also grew up with the art of divination. I don't know, maybe she also was used to giving the rewards of divination. Also, you will remember that it was in Moab that Balaam tried all he could to place curses upon the Israelites. And it was also in this Moab that the Israelites were lured toward them by the Moabites, according to the counsel given to them by Balaam. And also the Moabites have become a kind of trouble to the children of Israel. Many times during warfare, we will see the Moabite come against the Israelite, as you will see in Judges 3, verses 12 to 30. And also in Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 3, the Lord commanded that the Israelites should not enter into the tent of the Moabites. So the Lord said, No. Ammonites, no Moabite should enter into the tent of the Lord. And the route that we are looking at on today's episode actually came from Moab. She was a Moabitess. She was of the ethnic that practices divination, that believes in divination, that gives reward of divination. Also, Moabites are idolaters. They would not worship the only God. They would not worship Jehovah. The name Ruth means companion, friend, vision of beauty. So I am personally not surprised how Ruth decided to be a companion even unto Naomi when Opa went back. The Bible says, as his name is, so he is. And then, Remember again, as we are still considering Ruth, the Moabite. Ruth, whose name means companion, friendship, vision of beauty, grew up in the land of the Moabites. She grew up in Moab. She was fortunate to be connected to the people of Israel. She was fortunate to be connected to Elimelech's household. She was fortunate to be connected to the sons of Naomi. She was fortunate to be connected to Marlon. 
Ruth was from the Akos race, yet heaven granted her access into the lineage of the Israelite. As you will see from the life of Ruth as we go through this series, personally, her life has been a challenge for me as I go through it. The life of Ruth is to picture to us the redemptive plan of God, the redemption story, how God took us of a lower background, of the lower life, and brought us into the kingdom of his dear son. And as we will see in this series, that what God is intending is not about our ethnicity, our nationality, but on the contrary, it is about our God who seems to be calling us to be, to be part of his heavenly citizen. That was what God did for Ruth, the Moabite. God called her from her idolatry background, from the background of divination, to come and walk with him, to come and journey with him, to come and relate with him. And I believe this is what God wants to do with you. Ruth was able to take a step to journey to the unknown, even though the future looks dark yet, because she has accepted the offer of redemption. Ruth took that bold step of faith to journey with the Lord into the future that God has for her. And I am praying also that as we go through this series, the Lord himself will challenge your heart. The Lord himself will bring you into his heavenly citizenship. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Yesterday, we started a series called Journey into the Unknown. Our topic for today is Ruth the wife of Malon. Sisters, today we'll be seeing Ruth the Moabitess as the wife of Malon. Malon was a son of Naomi and Elimelech. He was potentially going to be part of the lineage of Jesus Christ. We see here God had extended his hand of grace and favour towards Ruth by allowing her to be the wife of Chilean. She was a Moabitess, remember? That was the people group that God had told the Israelites not to associate with. But we see here God extended grace, favour, mercy unto Ruth by allowing her to be the wife of Malon. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the continuity of this series. Having brought us to today's episode, Lord, we pray that you will speak, Lord, that we, your daughters, might hear. Amen. Thank you once again for still fellowshipping with us on this broadcast. We are still continuing the series that we started yesterday, Journey into the Unknown, Learning from Roots Expedition. We are learning from Ruth's journey to Bethlehem, Judah. The step of faith that she took from Moab to Bethlehem, Judah. And you will agree with me as you know that the book of Ruth was written in the name of Ruth. 
and how the story of Ruth depicts to us how God wanted to save us from our past, from our idolatry and our past way of life. It shows how our nearest family kinsman, our Lord Jesus, redeemed us even unto himself. Last time we saw Ruth the Moabites who had a terrible past, yet the Lord engrafted her even into the lineage of the Israelites. I want to encourage you to share our links, our apps, download our app, Women in Reviver app on Google Play or Podbean, both on Google Play and App Store and search for Women in Reviver. Follow us on Facebook, on Twitter. Feel free to send us your requests, your prayer requests, your counseling need on www.gravechampchristianladies.co.uk. Go on our contact us page and we will see how to respond to your need. So today we want to look at Ruth, the wife of Marlon. Ruth, the wife of Marlon. And we will read again the book of Ruth chapter 1, verses 4, and the first part of verse 5, and chapter 4, verse 10. And Ruth 1, 4 says, and they took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Upper, and the name of the other Ruth. And they dwelled there about ten years. Verse 5, the first part. And Malon and Chilion died also, both of them. Amen. So here we are seeing a little biography of Ruth the Moabite. Ruth the wife of of Malon. Now let's go to chapter 4 verse 10 which says, Moreover, Ruth the Moabites, the wife of Malon, have I purchased to be my wife. So again, what are we seeing from here? Ruth was the wife of Malon. In the previous verses that I read, both in Ruth 1 verse 4 and verse 5, we did not have a clear picture of whose wife Ruth was. But here in chapter 4, we see that Ruth was the wife of Malon. And what does that indicate? I see Ruth having grown up in Moab, you know, having served the God of the Moabites. And at the point of getting married, had the privilege, I call it privilege, not to marry a Moabite. So she do not continue in her idolatry. She had the opportunity to enter into the family of the Israelite. And not only into the family of the Israelite, but into the tribe of the Ephratite. You know, a family that the Lord has promised that through this lineage, our Lord Jesus will come. And I see a marriage for me as an opportunity for Ruth to know the God of the Israelites. Just as that was the same opportunity that was given to Upper, it was also an opportunity for Ruth to leave a Moabite religion. It was an opportunity for her to leave a Moabite lifestyle. It was an opportunity for her to embrace the God of heaven and earth. And we also see that in Ruth's year of marriage, to Malon, she had the opportunity to be groomed, to 
come to learn about the God of Israel. She had the opportunity to know that there is a creator and not the graven images that they worship in Moab. Also, I saw that just as it happened for Upper, it also happened for Ruth that she also would have had a change of name. She would not have been Ruth whatsoever her maiden name was. She would have changed her name. So perhaps she became Ruth Malon or Ruth Elmelech. For sure, she changed camp. And thinking of this, as a wife of Malon, Ruth would have had a relationship with her mother-in-law, Naomi. And also, throughout her 10-year marriage also to Malon, she was barren. And despite her barrenness, she was still accepted in the family of Elimelech. Nobody taunted her. No one reproached her. And again, it confirms the scripture that we read in Hosea chapter 2 verse 23, which we are going to read. It says, And I will saw her unto me in the earth, and I will have mercy upon her that had not obtained mercy. And I will say to them, which were not my people, Thou art my people, and they shall say, Thou art my God. So this was the opportunity God gave unto Ruth. She was one of the accursed yet God extended his hand of love to her. God wanted to give Ruth a new name. God wanted to sow Ruth on earth as an evidence of his unfailing love, as an evidence of his mercy, that God might be able to say, Ruth is my person. And Ruth in turn can say, God, I belong to you. You are my God. Not Chemosh, nor the gods of the Moabites. Ruth's marriage to Marlon opened a great opportunity for Ruth to journey into an adventure with the living God. It opened a new and living way for Ruth to see life. It was a great opportunity that the Lord extended to Ruth. And I believe as you journey with us, even throughout this series, this is also the opportunity God is extending to you. I don't know what your background is. Maybe you also was an idolater or still an idolater. Maybe you have many gods that you worship in your part of the world. Maybe you have different images in your wardrobes that you bow to, that you pay obeisance to. I see God saying, these are not gods. They are the handiwork of man. These cannot save you. Come and put your hope in me, the living God. And I'm praying that you will respond to his lovely call. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Two days ago, we started a series called Journey into the Unknown. Our topic for today is Ruth, a woman of strong and personal determination. We see here that Ruth was a woman of strong and personal 
determination. She was not a woman who was full of determination from another person, but of her own personal determination. Sisters, we will see here how Ruth was strong. How, when Naomi said she should go back, she said, no, I don't want to go back. I'm coming with you. She was determined and in the end, she did not go back. We see here the personal determination of Ruth and the strong character she had. Sisters, God wants us to have a personal determination, not to be swayed by people, but to have our own personal and strong determination that is in accordance with his will. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Lord Jesus, we thank you again up for this opportunity to continue this series. Speak to our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to thank God for the privilege to say continue this series, Journeying to the Unknown, Learning from Ruth's Expedition. We have been looking at Ruth's adventure, even to the unknown. Our last time we saw Ruth the Moabites, we also saw Ruth, the wife of Malon, and the Lord is bringing us today to look further into the life of this woman. I want to encourage you, if at any point throughout this series that you have a question, please do feel free to contact us. Go on our website www.gravechampchristianladies.co.uk. Send us your message on our contact us page. You can contact us also on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five, and do feel free to join us on some of our Bible classes. Amen. So, we are considering today Ruth, a woman of strong and personal determination. Ruth, a woman of strong and personal determination. So we will read the book of Ruth, chapter 1, and we will read from verse 6 to 16. And it says, Then she arose with her daughters-in-law, that she may return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was, and her two daughters-in-law with her, and they went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return into our mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you, as he have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that ye may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice, and wept and they said unto her surely we will return with thee unto thy people and naomi said turn again my daughters why will ye go with me are there yet any more sons in my womb that they may be your husbands turn again my daughters go your way for i am too old to have an husband if i should say i have hope if i should have an husband also tonight 
and should also bear sons. Would you tarry for them till they were grown? Would you stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me, much for your sakes, that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. And they lifted up their voice and wept again, and upper kissed her mother-in-law. But Ruth clave unto her, and she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. Verse 16. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. And whither thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. May the Lord bless his word in Jesus' name. Amen. So what can we take from these verses that we have read as we consider Ruth a woman of strong and personal determination? She wasn't that type of woman that you can toss, throw and throw. Since she has left her gods in Moab, since she has left her parents' home, and married into the tribe of Israel, into the family of Israel, she had resolved in her heart that this is the family I am going to end my life with. So let us see what we can take from that scripture. We saw that Ruth's mother-in-law, Naomi, heard that there was food in Bethlehem, Judah. Remember, it was farming that took Naomi from Bethlehem, Judah. And now, having heard that God has supplied the people of Judah with food, she decided to return back. And Ruth, who was Naomi's daughter-in-law, also made a resolution to go with Naomi. And we should be asking ourselves, why? At this point, Ruth's husband was dead. She was a widow. And by law, she can actually go back to where she belonged to. She can actually go back to wherever she wants to go back into. She had the right to leave Naomi alone and go and look for a better future. And I am thinking that perhaps Ruth felt that she had left her mother. She had left her past. She had left her idolatry background. And now she had been introduced to the living God. And she would have no one to disciple her father if she do not follow Naomi. Therefore, she resolved in her heart that she would not tarry in Moab. She is going with Naomi, who introduced her to the living God. I sense Ruth singing, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. And in verse 7, we saw that Naomi and her two daughters-in-law journeyed on the way to Bethlehem, Judah. So Ruth went on the way to Bethlehem, Judah. And while on the way, she was persuaded by an elderly woman called Naomi, her very mother-in-law, perhaps her very discipler. She was persuaded to return back to where she was coming from. We don't know how far she would have gone in that journey to Bethlehem, Judah. But she was confronted with the need to return back. But Ruth determined in her heart 
between verse 8 and 10, we saw Ruth say, sorry, I can't go back. We saw Naomi said, go back to your mother's house. You've done really well with me and even with the dead. May the Lord do this for you. May the Lord grant you rest. May you find a good husband. May you do this. But honestly, all of this meant nothing to Ruth. She had determined in her heart to journey it to Judah with Naomi. You know, Naomi gave Ruth and Opa many strong reasons to return. But Ruth would not listen because she had resolved to go all the way. I could hear Ruth saying, I can hear my Savior calling. I can hear my Savior calling. I can hear my Savior calling. Take thy cross and follow me. Where he leads me, I will follow. Where he leads me, I will follow. Such was the song that I perceive in my spirit that Ruth was singing. She was saying, sorry, Naomi, I'm not following you. I can hear what you can't hear. I can hear my Savior calling me to come. To Bethlehem Judah. I can hear a Macedonia call to Bethlehem Judah. And because Ruth was predetermined to follow on to Bethlehem Judah, Naomi persuasion could not send Ruth back to where she was coming from. Even the return of Ruth's sister-in-law Opa would not deter Ruth from journeying to the unknown, from journeying to Bethlehem Judah for responding to this call of her savior. Even though Opa had returned, this was the woman they both started together. Perhaps she would have thought, oh, but Opa, we grew up together. Opa, we played together. We went to same school together. We served Kimosh at the temple together. Why would you go back? Should I also go? Beirut said, no. I have decided to go all the way to Judah. The returning back of Opa to Moab would not change Ruth's resolution. Ruth affirmed her personal conviction to follow Naomi and to follow to the end. Perhaps, Ruth said, Opa and I were very close childhood. Perhaps, she said, we were childhood friends. Yes, this was what we used to be. Yes, we used to be childhood friends. Yes, we went to same secondary school. Yes, we married into the same family. But at this time of making decisions that concerns my destiny, that concerns my destination, that concerns my future, I cannot and I will not conform to the choice of Opa. I will not borrow Naomi's idea of comparing me to Opa. I will not accept the example of Opa, for I have a future ahead of me. I cannot allow my present situation or the fact of life of Naomi's reign to ruin the future before me. My hope is not in you, Naomi, but on God. If you look at what Naomi told them from verse 12 
when she was saying, even if I say I have hope to have a husband, to have a son, would you wait for him to grow and you will not marry and this and that? These were the things that were coming to the ears of Ruth from Naomi. But Ruth had decided. She felt like, look, I have made a resolve. I am not following you because you have something to offer or not to offer. I am following you because you have shown me the God of Israel. Perhaps Ruth was saying, Naomi, a resolve to follow I have made. I have resolved to journey to the unknown. I have made up my mind. He who called Abraham to journey to the unknown and through him nations of the earth are blessed. This God also will lead me into the path of righteousness. I am not following you, Naomi, even though for now you see nothing good in yourself. But I see beyond now. The Lord has given me the eyes to see the invisible. I am not going to return back. Ruth was a woman of strong and personal determination. The steps other people were taking would not cause her to take the same. She had come to a fully grounded relationship with the God of Israel. The book of Psalms 18 from verse 33 says, He teached my feet like iron's feet and settled me upon my high places. These pictures, the decision route was taken. The thoughts they were going through her heart. That this God that you Naomi showed to me has made my feet like iron's feet. He feet upon high places. Verse 34. He teached my hands to war so that a bowl of steel is broken by mine arms. Naomi, I am following this God and not you. And also in Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 19 which reads, the Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like iron's feet, and he will make me to walk upon mine eye places. Perhaps these were the things that were ringing in Ruth's heart. While Naomi was telling her, there is nothing I have to offer you. I have no husband to offer you. My life is shattered. My future is hopeless. Don't follow me. Perhaps Ruth was renewing our mind saying the lord god is my strength he will make my feet like iron's feet i'm not following you naomi i am following the god that is able to make something out of nothing i am following the god of israel and as you are joining with us also on this broadcast maybe there are many things maybe there are friends there are loved ones who are pulling you back. There are strong reasons for you to return back to where you used to be, to return back to how you used to live your life, to return back to the life of idolatry. I see God saying, if only you anchor your hope in me, if only you put your anchor in Christ, I will take you to places you have never thought of. If I could give you my only begotten son, Jesus, on the cross of Calvary, what else would I not give you? Ruth was fully persuaded that he who began a good work in her 
will complete it. Our hope was not in Naomi. Our hope was not in Judah. But our hope was in God. What are you putting your hope in? What are you trusting in? I am praying that the Lord will direct your heart back to himself. For he is the most high. He is the almighty. Amen. This is Woman in Revival podcast. Four days ago, we started a series called Journey into the Unknown. Our topic for today is leaving the past behind. Sisters, we will see here today that Ruth left her past behind. She left Moab behind. She left her life in Moab behind. She focused forward and left every single bit of her past, whatever may have been in it, behind and focused forward on the task God had for her. She focused on the journey to the unknown. Even though she did not know Israel, she had never been there, but she focused on that journey to the unknown. Sisters, maybe you are like Lot's wife. Maybe you are still thinking of your past. Maybe you are still remembering your past. Maybe that is hindering you from fully surrendering your life to God. Sisters, God wants you to know, leave your past behind. He wants you to forget every single thing about your past and just keep looking forward to the future God has for you. Keep looking and keep continuing that journey to the unknown. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you are still dealing with us. Thank you for what you are still sharing with us. We are so, so grateful. Help us to be women that take it. Cause us to know that you want to do what only you can do with our lives. Help us, Lord Jesus, to accept your redemptive plan for our lives. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you so much for still journeying with us on Women in Revival. We are still continuing the series that we started, Journeying to the Unknown, Learning from the Life, Learning from Ruth's Expedition. Ruth took a journey to Bethlehem, Judah, in the company of Naomi and Opa, and the Lord have been sharing with us from the life of this woman called Ruth. In our last series, we saw the life of Opa. Now we are seeing the contrast: the life of Ruth, a woman who had surrendered her all into the hands of God. Feel free to share our apps, our links, our broadcast with your loved ones. Download our app as we have always said: Women in Revival on Google Play. And feel free to visit www.gravechamchristianladies.co.uk to listen to any series or episode that you might have missed. And also feel free to drop us a line on our contact us page. And I am praying that the Lord himself will grant us the opportunity to fellowship together beyond this broadcast. The Lord will give us the opportunity to study together. Do feel free to join us on some of our online Bible study where we can hear one another. Last time we saw 
Ruth, a woman of strong and personal determination, a woman whose another woman's view would not give her a setback. And today we want to go on as we dig further into the life of Ruth. And today we want to consider Ruth left the past behind. Ruth left the past behind. Let's read Ruth again, chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. And it says, Then she arose with her daughters-in-law, that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. Verse 7. Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was, and her two daughters-in-law with her, and they went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. From those two verses that we read, we saw that Ruth left Moab. Ruth went on with Naomi unto Bethlehem, Judah, even though an unknown land. Ruth followed on the way to Bethlehem, Judah. Yes, she was once an idolater. Yes, she was once a barren woman. She was once a bereaved wife. Yet, she left all of those behind her to go and make a fresh start in Bethlehem, Judah. And I think for me, it seems Ruth has tested and she could confirm that the Lord is good. The little years that she spent with Marlon, her husband, with Naomi, her mother-in-law, have proven to her that this God that was pointed to her is good. So Ruth left her Moab's lifestyle and all Moab represent. And we could see that there was no life difficulty that would take Ruth back into her past. Now let's read Ruth chapter 1. Verses 19 to 22. So Ruth chapter 1, verses 19 to 22 says, So they went until they came to Bethlehem, and it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem that all the city was moved about them, and they said, Is this Naomi? So at this point, Opa had turned back, but Ruth continued to journey into the unknown. And the Bible says she and Naomi got to the city. They got to Bethlehem. From verse 20 to 22 now. And Naomi said, Call me not Naomi. Call me Mara, for the Almighty have dwelt bitterly with me. Now please, let me run to verse 22. So Naomi returned and roofed the Moabites, her daughter-in-law with her, which returned out of the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of Bali harvest. So here we see Ruth. She finally made it to Bethlehem, Judah. She did not stop in between the road. She did not return back to her past. Ruth left all her past and all it entails. She left it behind. She left her childhood city. A childhood country. She left her religion. She left the temple. She left her acquaintances behind in Moab and traveled all the way to Bethlehem, Judah. Ruth and Naomi entered Bethlehem, Judah. Hallelujah. She left her past totally. 
and therefore Ruth was able to experience even a new beginning as we will come and see in the course of, of this series. I want us to round up this broadcast for today as we read Isaiah chapter 42 verse 9. It says, Behold, the former things are come to pass and new things do I declare before they spring forth. I tell you of them. Wow. I guess this was what Ruth discovered. She discovered her past. The former things had gone. Her idolatry lifestyle had gone. Her wayward lifestyle had gone. Whatsoever she was had gone. And she was able to see God declaring new things to her. That was what Opa missed out. Opa did not have that personal walk with God where she could hear God declaring new things to her despite her present predicament. Also, that same book of Isaiah chapter 43 verses 16 to 19 and it says, Thus saith the Lord, which maketh a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters, which bringeth forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power, they shall lie down together, they shall not rise. They are extinct, they are quenched as to verse 18 to 19 now. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Ruth remembered not the former things. She did not sit down and consider who she was before what she had before she did not settle down to you know examine those reasons to go back that naomi gave her she forgot the formatings and now in verse 19 behold which means see look i will do a new thing now it shall spring forth shall ye not know it i will even make her way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert Ruth understood this and Ruth was willing to take a step of faith into the unknown could God be beckoning unto you to come and walk with him maybe you have worshipped idols that are very visible to you you can you have worshipped something that is tangible so to say and God seems to be calling you to forsake those idols to come and journey with him the invisible God, yet very real. God wants to release you into a future, into the new things that he wants to do. Hence the reason why he gave his son Jesus on the cross of Calvary to take away that hindrance that could hinder you to journey with him into the unknown that he has for your life. No man knows what the future holds for them except God. And God seems to be inviting you to come and walk with him, to come and journey with him. Would you give Jesus the right of ownership over your life and let him lead you into every path, into every way, into every destination for your life? If you want us to pray with you or expand to you more on the matter of your salvation, do contact us 
and will be willing to help you further. And I am praying that the Lord himself will help you to put your past behind and embrace the newness of life that is found in Christ Jesus. This is Women in Revival podcast. Three days ago, we started a series called Journey into the Unknown. Our topic for today is her notable quote. Today we'll be seeing Ruth's notable quote. Her quote that she told Naomi that I'm going where you're going. Your God shall be my God and your people shall be my people. Sisters, this should be what you should also say. Your God shall be my God. Your people shall be my people. Sisters, we want God to be our own. Sisters, we see here her notable quote. We are seeing the quote of Ruth, a sister who had never been to Israel, a sister who hardly knew God. What about us? Why don't we honour God and respect God the way she did? Sisters, God is calling us to be owners of this notable quote also. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we can continue with this series, It Is Your Doing. Having brought us together again, please speak. Thank you for the testimonies that are abounding to your name as to what you have been doing with us. Oh, we are grateful. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you so much. We are still continuing the series, Journeying to the Unknown, Learning from Ruth's Expedition. Ruth took an adventure, Upper and Naomi. And the Lord has been sharing with us as we consider the life of this wonderful woman. You know you can share our links with anyone. You can share our broadcast and you can download our app at any point in time. And you are also welcome to join us on some of our Bible classes. If you want us to link you up to some of our discipleship centers, which have benefited me in so much ways, I will be willing to link you up. Amen. So last time we saw Ruth who left her past behind her and pressed towards the goal. You know, just like Brother Paul in Philippians chapter 3, that he has forgotten the past and pressed on towards the goal. And that was what we saw Ruth doing. And today we want to look at Ruth further as we consider Ruth's notable quote. Her notable quote. And we will read Ruth chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. Let us read. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. 17. Where thou diest will I die, 
and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. Amen. So we want to look at this quote of Ruth. This was what came out of the lips of Ruth while her mother-in-law Naomi was persuading her to go back to her past. And this quote of Ruth has become a very familiar expression at weddings, at marriage renewals, and so many other celebrations. And some have made these quotes into songs. That is to tell you how this saying of Ruth has affected people from generation to generation. And you know, at this point of Ruth's life, Ruth had left Moab. She was already on the way to Bethlehem, Judah. And at this point also, she was being persuaded by Naomi to go back to her past. And, you know, Ruth, unlike Upper, refused. So, therefore, she responded with these notable quotes of hers. She said, Entreat me not. Don't urge me. Don't beg me to go back. Entreat me not. Don't persuade me to go back. And I want us to consider the words that are locked up in Ruth's quote. First, she said, entreat me not to leave thee. That's in verse 16 of Ruth chapter 1. Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. You know, from this very strong statement of Ruth, for me, it looks as if that as far as Ruth was concerned, she had seen Naomi as the woman to follow. Maybe before life gave Naomi serious blows, Ruth had seen Naomi exhibited grace. Maybe Ruth had seen Naomi as a woman of godliness. She may have learned so much from Naomi to the point that God had imprinted so much in her heart concerning Naomi. Therefore, Ruth said, don't push me to return from you. I have followed you as a young wife, as a widow. And at this point of your going back to Judah, I will surely not return. You are the example of Christ that God has given me. Where else do I go back to? That was what I see Ruth saying. And another phrase in that Ruth's quote, also found in that verse 16, is, Whither thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. What again can we take from this? I see that for Ruth, a resolution was made to go with Naomi to wherever she goes and lodge wherever Naomi lodged. And you know, perhaps Ruth felt, I have gone with many women before. I have lodged with many women before. But when I met you, Naomi, and went with you, Naomi, and lodged with you, Naomi, my life changed. As your daughter-in-law, you impacted my life. You impacted my reason for living. How can I go back again? Naomi, maybe your life situation has blinded you. 
but I can see the treasure that are locked up in your life. I can see the treasure that are locked up in the experiences of life that God had allowed you. Beg me not to leave you, Naomi. These are the things that I am seeing from this quote of fruit. Again, what can we see from that Ruth's quote? Ruth said, Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Wow, what a great determination. I'm seeing Ruth's quote as a reflection of what she had received from her encounter with Naomi and also from her encounter with Naomi's people, that is Malon, Chilion. And I don't know, maybe Naomi's people had made Ruth so welcome that Ruth was well cared for, even though Ruth had no child in her marriage, yet she was still accepted and cared for. Therefore, she said, your people shall continue to be my people. I am not going back to my pagan family. I have renounced their practices. Therefore, I will not go back to them. These are the things that I am imagining Ruth saying, even in her heart. And you know, besides, Naomi, your God, whom you told me, is the Most High God, is the Almighty God. That is the God that will be my God. I am not going back to choose Chemosh anymore. I'm not going back again to worship the graven images. I am not going back to the handiwork of men that had eyes but couldn't see. They had hands but couldn't touch. They had legs but they could not walk. Look, Naomi, I am following the only God of Israel. Therefore, urge me not to return for my decision. When God begins to find this kind of women, you can imagine what the kingdom of God would look like here on earth. And what else can we take from Ruth's quote? She said in the verse 17, Where thou diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. From this again, I'm saying that Ruth had handed her future into God's hands. She was not concerned of how or where she will die, or where she shall be buried. Why? Because for Ruth, wherever Naomi dies and buried will also be suitable for her also. This was the resolution of Ruth, even as we consider these phrases in our quotes. What else can we take from those quotes? She said, The Lord do so to me, and more also. If aught be death, part thee and me. Hmm, what an allegiance. The man Malon that brought Ruth into the family of Naomi had died. Yet, Ruth was still clinging even unto Naomi. And you know, these are not right decisions. These are not mere words. They are not empty words. These are words that are spoken with deep conviction. These were strong resolutions that I believe Ruth had made, not first with Naomi but first with the God of Naomi. She had made an allegiance to God concerning Naomi, 
Ruth had made an allegiance to God concerning God himself that she will not return back to her past. And she was only reaffirming and concretizing the same as she verbalized this, even unto Naomi. I see her saying, Naomi, no turning back from my opinion, nor from my conviction. I have determined to journey to the unknown. For faith is the evidence of that which I would see not. And I have determined to journey with you through this expedition. I am not returning back to where I was before, to who I was before. I am journeying into the future that the Lord by faith has opened my eyes to. And this quote formed the expression of Ruth's allegiance unto Naomi and even unto the future purpose of God for Ruth's life. My beloved, what are your allegiance? What are you devoted to? What have you given your life to? What have you given your future to? What is it that is drinking from your life? What is it that is interpreting your future? Is it your immigration status? Is it your citizenship? Is it your wealth? Is it what you have now? Is it your challenges? I see God opening a wide door for you to come and be part of the beloved. Ruth was accepted in the beloved and she was thereby able to make an eternal resolution, never ever to turn back again. Would you come and follow in Ruth's footstep to journey with the God of heaven and earth? And I am praying that the Lord will grant you the heart to leave everything behind and to respond to this God that is beckoning unto you. Amen. This is Woman in Revival podcast. One week ago, we started a series called Journey into the Unknown. Our topic for today is God Ordered Her Step. Today, we'll be seeing that God ordered Ruth's step as she was stepping from Moab into Israel, as she was leaving one place to another, as she was journeying into this unknown. God ordered her step. Sisters, if you are doing the will of God, if you are doing what God wants you to do, then he will order your step. He will make your step aright. He will order your step rightly. So as you're going down each path each day, as you're journeying through this unknown, he will order it. He will guide you. He will take you through. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Thank you, our everlasting God. Thank you that we can lean on your everlasting arms. 
that we can take steps into that which seems unknown, knowing that the God who sees, the God who knows all, is journeying with us. Thank you for the challenge that you are bringing us from the life of fruit. Thank you, Lord. Help us even as we go through today's episode. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name. Amen. We are so, so grateful for what the Lord has been sharing with us throughout this series. And on today, the day six of this series, I am praying that the Lord will enlighten your heart. The Lord will bring you to that place of releasing your future into his hands. The Lord will bring you to that place of being able to say, because Christ lives, I can face tomorrow. Do feel free to share our broadcast with your loved ones. You can use it as a group. You can use it in your women fellowship group. We have asked of how these broadcasts have been a blessing for as many who took time to go through them. And I am praying that as you do this, the Lord himself will engage and encounter you. So last time we saw Ruth and her notable quote, which were not words that came out of emptiness. They were deep expression of our allegiance to God and to the woman God has placed in our life. Remember, you can come back to our website, www.gravechamchristianladies.co.uk to listen to any episode you might have missed or any series that you might have missed. And you can drop us a line, give us a call, WhatsApp us on plus 447944398. Share your challenges with us. Share your prayer need with us. If you have a need of counseling, do feel free to contact us. Amen. So today we want to consider the topic, God ordered root step. God ordered a step. The God that ordered the step of his own ordered the step of root. So let us read root chapter 2 verses 1 to 3. And it says, And Naomi had a kinsman of her husbands, a mighty man of wealth, of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. You know, at this point, Naomi and Ruth had entered Bethlehem, Judah, and it was the beginning of barley harvest. So now, in verse 1 of this chapter, we are told that Naomi had a kinsman from her husband's family. And this man was a mighty man of wealth. And we are told his name was Boaz. Verse 2 now. And Ruth the Moabite said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him, in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. So we see Ruth here taking permission from Naomi to go and glean from the field whose she might find grace from. And now in verse 3, And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And a harp was to light on a part of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. So we are seeing here that Ruth having entered Judah, I don't know how many days after, 
how many weeks after? But one thing is certain, she had entered Judah. And it seems as if Ruth got to know that you can actually glean from fields. Therefore, she sought permission from Naomi so that she can go and glean from someone's field. As Israelites then were supposed, you know, to deliberately leave grains behind for those who are poor. This was part of their gleaning law. You find that in Leviticus chapter 23 and I think verse 22. And if you look at the scripture that we read, particularly in that Ruth chapter 2 verse 3, it says, And Ruth went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and a harp was to light on a part of the field belonging unto Boaz. And a harp was to light, a step was to step on a part of the field that belonged to Boaz. And I consider that in various translations. The New Living Translation says, as it happened, and the New English Translation says, she just happened to end up. The Amplifier says, she happened to stop on the plot, on the field, on the farm that belongs to Boaz the man who is going to be a future husband. Wow, this is no coincidence. The God that orders a step of his own was behind even the step of Ruth. The God of heaven did not allow Ruth to wander from places to places, to wander from fields to fields. But this God ordered a step aright. This God led her into the field of Boaz. I want us to read Ruth chapter 2 verse 20, which says, And Naomi said unto her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord, who have not left off his kindness to the living and to the dead. And Naomi said unto her, The man is near of kin unto us, one of our king's men. Amen. This is the doing of the Lord, and it is marvelous in our sight. It was God who ordered the step of Ruth onto the next stage, onto the next person who have a part to play in Ruth's story, in Ruth's journey. I want to close today's episode as I want us to open our Bibles to the book of Psalms, chapter 37, verse 23 to 24. I hope you are there. And it reads, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighted in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholded him with his hand. This is exactly what the Lord did for Ruth. Do you know that a journey into the unknown is possible? If led by God, and if you focus on God, God will give you the opportunity to know Him in a greater measure. You will have the opportunity of God ordering your steps aright. Amen.
This is Women in Revival podcast. One week ago, we started a series called Journey into the Unknown. Our topic for today is She Found Favour. Today, we'll be seeing that Ruth found favour. Already we know she found favour in the eyes of God. But now we see she found favour in the eyes of men also. Sisters, let me tell you one thing. If you have found favour in the eyes of God, then you will also find favour in the eyes of men. We see here that Ruth found favour in the eyes of men. She found favour with Boaz. He allowed her to reap in his field along with the women that were gathering wheat. He allowed her to be picking up wheat and keeping it so she could take it home, so she can make bread for her and Naomi. We see here that, sisters, if you follow God, and you have found favour in his sight, then men will also find favour in you. Deborah Shinbi will now take us further on this subject. Lord Jesus, thank you for how you have been dealing with us on this broadcast. Thank you. Take all the glory. Open our hearts that we might hear you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, ladies, for still joining with us on Women in Revival. We are still continuing the series that we started a week ago, Journey into the Unknown, Learning from Ruth's Expedition. We have been looking at the journey of Ruth from Moab to Judah, leaving certainty for that which seems uncertain. We saw how God has been helping the life of Ruth even to the point of ordering her to the right field. So today we will move on as we consider the life of Ruth again. Don't forget to send our links to your loved ones. Call and beckon on others to come and share this truth together. You can still listen to our broadcast on www.gravesharmchristianladies.co.uk and you can download our app, Women in Reviver, on Google Play. Or you can download Podbean on Google Play or App Store and search for Women in Reviver. The apps are free. Our broadcast is free. And I want to encourage you to feel free to share your burden. Send us your feedback, your questions, whatsoever your need is. Do feel free to contact us either by phone, by email, whatsapp or whichever way you want to contact us amen today we want to look again at Ruth, as we consider the topic Ruth found favor and we'll be looking at the book of Ruth, chapter 2 verses 5 to 9 Ruth, the woman that left the known for the unknown the woman who has hung her hope our future in Christ. She has abandoned what she knew and embraced the God that was introduced to her. We want to see how this woman found favor. Ruth 2 verses 5 to 9 says, Then said Boaz unto a servant that was set over the reapers, Whose damsel is this? And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, it is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. 
So here we can see that Boaz noticed Ruth and he inquired of her, who is she? And they told him who she was. Verse 7, and she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and have continued even from the morning until now that she tarried a little in the house. Verses 8 and 9. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, neither go from thence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go thou after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art at thirst, go unto the vessels, and drink of that which the young men have drawn. Amen. May the Lord bless these words to our hearts as we consider it together. Ruth found favor. So here we can see that God did not only order Ruth's steps, but he caused her to find favor in Boaz's sight. She found such great a favor to the point that Boaz himself asked her not to go to another field to glean. And we saw that in the verses that we read earlier. In verse 8, Boaz said to Ruth, Hear me, my daughter. Do not go and glean in another field. Stay here. Abide here with my maidens. Let your eyes be on the field that they do reap. Don't go wherever. Don't go anywhere else. Stay here. So Ruth found favor in the sight of Boaz. He told her that he had charged his young reapers, the young men, not to touch her. And when she's thirsty, she should go to the vessels that the young men had drawn from and get something to drink. And this is very, very encouraging for me. For when God is in our journey to the unknown, he brings men to favor us. We don't need to be seeking for connection here, connection there. The connection that we need is the connection with God himself. Now let's read Ruth chapter 2 verses 11 and then verses 15 to 17. Verse 11 verse 15 to 17 and it says, And Boaz answered and said unto her, It had fully been showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother and the land of thy nativity, and hast come unto a people which thou knewest not therefore. This shows us that indeed the root took a step of faith into the unknown. And the news of what Ruth did spread around. She wasn't the one spreading the news, but it was spreading from one person to another. She became God's standard to many women around her. And now from verse 15 to 17, it says, And when she was risen up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and reproach her not. This was Boaz's instruction for his reapers. 
Let her glean. Don't reproach her. Leave sheaves for her. And let fall also some of the handfuls of purpose for her. And leave them that she may glean them and rebuke her not. 17. So she gleaned in the field until even and beat out that she had gleaned. And it was about an ephah of barley. Amen. So we can see from those verses that we've just read that God would always attend. He knows how to raise help for his own. If favor is what they need, he knows how to arrange favor for them without them going into crooked means. You hear many things that Christians are practicing and you hear a thing where God understands some of the ways we go about solving things for our lives, it shows that we are not following this God. For anyone who have willingly and genuinely abandoned their lives into his hand, he is faithful to bring them whatsoever they need for life and for godliness. And I think this verse is also proof to me that no act of kindness is left unnoticed by God. Ruth's act of kindness to Naomi was told to Boaz. And many people have to know about this. What an encouragement for you and for me. And you know, if you now go to Ruth chapter 2 verses 20 to 23, you will see there how Naomi herself affirmed even this favor that Ruth found. Let us read it. Ruth 2, 20 to 23. And Naomi said unto her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord, who have not left off his kindness to the living and to the dead. And Naomi said unto her, The man is near of kin unto us, one of our next kinsmen. And Ruth the Moabite said, He said unto me also, Thou shalt keep fast by my young men until they have ended all my harvest. And Naomi said unto Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that thou go out with his maidens, that they meet thee not in any other field. So Ruth kept fast by the maidens of Boaz to glean unto the end of barley harvest and of wheat harvest and dwelt with a mother-in-law. Amen. So we see how Ruth found favor. And here now, Naomi affirmed. Naomi said to her, Well, Boaz is our nearest kinsman. Just make sure you stay put to the instruction he has given you. Do not go to another field. Stay with this maiden. Glean where his reapers are. When the way of a man pleases the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace. We don't need to be running up and down. Seeking connection, going conferences to conferences, seeking connection. If only we allow God to order us to the right place and connect us to the right people for whatsoever He wants to do with our lives. I want us to round up today's episode as we read from the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 6. It says, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe 
that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Ruth believed that God is the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Did you believe this also? Or do you think that God is not a rewarder of those that seek him? He is not an unjust father. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him for their now and for their future. And I am praying that you will yield your life into his hands, that he might be able to order your step to grant you his favor throughout your pathway into the unknown. Amen. This Women in Revival podcast. One week ago, we started a series called Journey to the Unknown. Our topic for today is Boaz's words to Ruth. Today, we'll be seeing about how Ruth had now come to Bethlehem and she was gleaning in the field of Boaz, her family redeemer, as you will see later on. And we see here that Boaz said, Glean wherever you want. Glean after my maidservants. We see here again God's favour upon Ruth, a stranger in another land, a woman who was a Canaanite in the land of the Israelites, but she still had found favour in the sight of Boaz. Deborah Shinobi will now seek his favour on this subject. Father, we thank you. There is no enough word to express. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We have come again that you might take the bread of your word and break it into pieces for every listener at our various points of need. You know where we are. You know what we need. So please, Lord Jesus, speak to some of us. We need to hear you giving us your word as seed to sow to the women that we are leading. Some of us need you to give us your word as bread for us to eat for our very lives. Please do unto every individual according to our need. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you so much for your patience as you still continue with us on Women in Revival. We are still on the series, Journeying to the Unknown, Learning, from Ruth's expedition. Ruth took a journey of faith with her mother-in-law Naomi from Moab to Bethlehem, Judah. Do feel free to share our broadcast with your loved one. Download our app Women in Revival on Google Play. Come back to our website www.gravechampchristianladies.co.uk to download our messages to listen again to go through again with a group, feel free to use it for whatsoever it is needed for in your women's fellowship. And if you want any booklet to help you as you listen to the audio, please do contact us. If they are available, we will make them ready for you. Amen. 
again, we want to consider Ruth's life further. Last time we saw how Ruth found favor, both with God and man. And here now we want to look today at Boaz's words to Ruth. And I want us to consider the book of Ruth chapter 2, verses 8 to 9. Do you want to open your Bible as we read the word of God together? Ruth 2, 8 to 9 says, Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence. But abide here fast by my maidens. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap. And go thou after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art at test, go unto the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn. And also verses 11 to 12 and verse 14. And it reads, And Boaz answered and said unto her, It had fully been shewed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thy husband, and how thou hast left thy father and mother, and the land of thy nativity, and hast come unto a people which thou knewest not heretofore. Verse 12, The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. Verse 14, And Boaz said unto her, At Milton, come thou hither, and eat of the bread, and dip thy morsel in the vinegar. And she sat beside the reapers, and reached her patch corn, and she did it and was sufficed, and left. Amen. We've read all these verses just to consider the words of Boaz to Ruth. So from here, what can we see? The words that Boaz spoke unto Ruth. First, Boaz said, Go not to glean in another field. We saw him saying that in verse 8, Do not go to another field. And what could this mean for us also? It could mean, don't go down to another field, nor from here. Stay here gleaning. Don't wander about. You know, some come and wander from field to field. But as for you, Ruth, stay within this field. And I want to pose a question to you, my listener. Where do you glean from? Who are the people you keep going to for gleaning? Are you gleaning from the right source? Or are you gleaning from a polluted source? Would you stay to the truth that you are hearing now? Or would you still go in search of teachings that will not edify you in your personal work with God? God says, Go not to the south, nor to the west, nor to the north, nor to the east, but stay put with me. What else did Boaz say to Ruth from those verses that we read? In Ruth chapter 2, verse 8, he said, Abide here fast by my maidens. What could that mean again? I see Boaz saying, 
the company you keep here in Bethlehem, Judah, matters root. So stay put to my maidens, who will lead you in paths of righteousness. You know how many women have been led astray. Many married women, many single women have taken into lifestyles that they were not into before. Some have become shopaholic. Some have entered a life of foolish spending. Some party here and there. Some are pushing fashion. Some, it is the juries and all sorts of things of this world. This happened because they had mingled with the wrong maidens. And you know, 1 Corinthians 15, 45 says to us that bad company corrupt good manner. So Boaz said to Ruth, stay put with my maidens. Stay put with these young women that I can vouch for. Stay put with these ones. Woman, who are your friends? Who are you keeping company with? Evaluate your life in the last three months, in the last six months, in the last one year. Who are your friends? How far have you grown in your work with God? How far have you gone in your personal journey with the Lord? Have you gone far or have you dwindled in your journey with the Lord? Who are the maidens that you are journeying with? Again, what did Boaz said to Ruth? which I see as what God in heaven is saying to us. Boaz said to Ruth in that Ruth chapter 2 verse 9, Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap. What an instruction. I see Boaz saying, For what you glean matters a lot. Garbage in will be garbage out. Keep your eyes focused on the field, Ruth. Keep your eyes on the fields that my maidens are reaping from. For there are fields that seem great from afar, but they are actually full of tears. Stay away, Ruth, from wandering to other fields. Keep your eyes focused on the field that my maidens reap from. How I see God saying these words to us also as we are listening to these brokers. How God in his mercy links us up with the right people to glean from. But how many ladies have also shifted their eyes from the field in which their boas is pointed to them. In which the maidens say, look, this is where we are reaping from. But they will go to another field to go and glean garbage. For they felt that their fields are outdated. They may think, Oh, what she's teaching is too outdated. I want something that is happening now. Oh, would you cry even throughout this series? Jesus, keep me near your cross. What else did we see Boaz say to Ruth in verse 11? Boaz said, we have heard it all. I have heard your devotion to your mother-in-law even after the death of your husband how you left your mother your father your country to the unknown i have heard it all so what am i saying boaz affirmed ruth's choice of staying with naomi even after the death of ruth's husband you know that by law ruth had the right to go back marriage ends by death 
but we see Boaz here, affirming Ruth's decision to leave our father and our mother and native land to come to a people that she knew not. These sayings of Boaz must have encouraged Ruth so much. What else did Boaz say to Ruth? I see Boaz now in verse 12, blessing even Ruth. Boaz gave Ruth a blessing that may God recompense Ruth's work and give Ruth a full reward. Wow, is this not amazing? And I see Boaz also confirmed to Ruth that she had indeed come into the wing of the God of Israel to trust. What an edification this would have been to Ruth. What an encouragement this would have been to Ruth. We see Boaz again in verse 14 saying to Ruth, at mealtime, feel free to come and eat and drink and, you know, feel free. So we are seeing Boaz again, encouraging Ruth to come and eat of the bread and dip into the vinegar. What a privilege. I see Ruth seeing a foretaste of the glory that awaits her in Bethlehem, Judah. My brethren, a journey to the unknown is possible if God is the one leading you. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 we will read. And we will read 8 to 9 and 27 to 29. And it says, Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verses 8 and 9 says, By faith, Abraham, when he was called out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, the whither he went. Verse 9, by faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Now verse 27 and 29. By faith, Moses forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith, Moses kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. 29. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do were drowned. These all speak also of roots, the Moabites. By faith, she journeyed into the unknown and we are going to see how this woman entered into the plan and into the purpose of God not only for our time and even for the times to come amen is Women in Revival podcast. One week ago, we started a series called Journey to the Unknown. Our topic for today is Boaz undertook for Ruth. 
today we'll be seeing how Boaz undertook for Ruth. As Ruth went to Boaz and she asked him that he as her family redeemer that he will redeem the land of Elimelech and also marry her. And he said to her, Yes, I will, but there's another even closer who has the right to redeem the land before me. And we see here that Boaz didn't just leave Ruth to do it. We see Boaz undertook for Ruth. We see here how when we journey to the unknown, God provides Boaz's for us to help us. As we journey into the unknown, God will provide Naomi's to guide us. He will provide different people to help us. Sisters, we see here that Boaz undertook for Ruth. Maybe you are already in that journey in the unknown. Maybe you are just starting that journey. Maybe you have ended that journey. Sisters, God wants you to know that there are always Boaz's who are there to undertake for you in your journey through the unknown. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. On behalf of all the listeners to this broadcast, thank you for the seed of your word that you have been sowing, for the example of root that you have been given to us. Thank you. As we come again, please open our eyes that we might see. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, ladies, for still joining with us on Women in Revival. For the past two weeks now, we have been going through journeying to the unknown, learning from Ruth's expedition. Ruth traveled. Ruth took an adventure from the known to the unknown. And she experienced God in a measure that upper who went back did not experience. Last time we saw the words of Boaz unto Ruth. Our Ruth was encouraged. And today we'll be going further as we delve deeper into the life of Ruth. Please do feel free to share our links, share our broadcast with your loved ones. Contact us for any need, any counseling need. Or if you want, I want to personally invite you to join us in some of our Bible classes online. All you need is a smartphone, a laptop, an iPad, an Android device, whatsoever can grant you access to the internet. Contact us and we will see how to link you up into some of our online classes. And maybe for you, you would like a discipleship classes in churches around the world. Just let us know and we will see how to point you aright. Amen. Today we want to look at the topic Boaz undertook for root at the gleaning field. Boaz undertook for root at the gleaning field. Let us read root chapter 2 again and we will take verses 15 and 16. Root chapter 2 verses 15 and 16 says, And when she was risen up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and reproach her 
not. And let fall also some of the handfuls of purpose for her and leave them that she may glean them and rebuke her not. So what can we take from these two verses again? We see that as Ruth arose to glean, Boaz stood up in her defense. Boaz commanded this young man to allow Ruth to glean among the sheaves. She must not be treated just like any other gleaners. She is a gleaner with distinctiveness. We see Boaz told his people, his young men, not to reproach Ruth. Perhaps in those days, gleaners were usually reproached and taunted, or maybe as a Moabitess. She might become a reproach, but before any of those, God raised a Boaz to defend Ruth. What a privilege. How again did we see Boaz undertook for Ruth? In verse 16, we saw that Boaz said, let some handful fall purposefully for her. Leave some barley purposefully for Ruth. Wow. I am saying again, all God demands is what Proverbs 16 verse 7 says, that if our way pleases the Lord, that's all. He makes even our enemies to be at peace. The way of Ruth was pleasing unto the Lord. And God knew how to make peace for Ruth amongst even the Israelites. Ruth needed no letter of commendation. God raised up for Ruth a Boaz who defended her case. Boaz undertook for Ruth beyond Ruth's imagination. Again, how did Boaz undertook for Ruth? Boaz said, allow her to glean and rebuke her not. God is no man's debtor, my beloved. Anyone that throws his or her life into God's hand would never ever regret doing so. Matthew 6.25 says, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body more than raiment? God cared so much for Ruth, and we see God raising Boaz, make sure that the food that Ruth would need in those seasons of harvest was made available even unto her. I am saying that journeying to the unknown with God gives her life the opportunity to get on an adventure with God the most high and he knows whom to bring on our path as we journey along with him to the unknown i am praying that the lord will do a work of tearing up your heart to come to the place of living your own your future the future of your children in his hand for his god the old world in his hands amen
is Women in Revival podcast. One week ago, we started a series called Journey to the Unknown. Our topic for today is Ruth was obedient to instructions and guidances. We see here today that Ruth was an obedient woman. In her journey through the unknown, she was not stubborn, but she listened and was obedient. Sisters, this is how you also must act in your journey through the unknown. You must act in obedience to God and to those who are put above you and not in stubbornness. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Thank you, our everlasting Father. As we have come again, please help us. Don't let us just be listening to this broadcast, but help us to examine our lives thank you lord in jesus name amen we are still on the series journeying to the unknown learning from roots expedition perhaps you have missed any of the episode do feel free to go to our website www.gravesharmchristianladies.co.uk where you will find all the series and you can listen to whatever episode you might have missed like I have said always, do feel free to use it as a group study. Do feel free to gather women together to go through whatever series that the Lord may be nudging your heart to go through. Last time we saw how Boaz undertook for Ruth, even at the gleaning field. A strange land where she found herself, yet God raised Boaz for Ruth's defense. Feel free to download our app, as I've always been saying. So today we want to look at Ruth's obedience to instruction and guidance. Ruth was obedient to instructions and guidance. Let's read Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14. And it says, Where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. At this junction in Ruth's life, she needs counsel. She had come to a land that she knew not. A culture totally different from our culture. And I so much thank God for the life of Ruth, who was submissive to Naomi, an older woman and an indigenous of Israel, who knew the ways, who knew the culture. So we want to look at Ruth's obedience to the instruction and to the guidance of Naomi. In the multitude of counsel, there is safety. Proverbs 15.22 also says, Without counsel, purposes are disappointed, but in the multitude of counselors, they are established. Amen. So let us look at Ruth's life now. As we read Ruth chapter 2, verses 22 to 23. Ruth 2, 22 to 23. And it says, And Naomi said unto Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that thou go out with his maidens, that they meet thee not in any other field. 23. So she kept fast by the maidens of Boaz, to glean unto the end of barley harvest and of wheat harvest and dwelt with her mother-in-law. So here we see Ruth 
given instruction by Naomi that she should keep within the maidens of Boaz. And the scripture says, Ruth, listen. Ruth hearkened unto what Naomi said. She kept fast by the maidens of Boaz. We see there that Ruth, having brought the news of what God did for her to Naomi, having told Naomi how Boaz defended her cause, undertook for her at the gleaning field, Naomi counseled Ruth further that it is good for Ruth to stay with Boaz's maiden so that nobody meets her in any other field. Now let's read Ruth chapter 3 verses 5 to 6 and see further guidance and instruction that Naomi gave unto Ruth and how Ruth obeyed the same. And she said unto her, All that thou sayest unto me I will do. And she went down unto the floor and did according to all that her mother-in-law bid her. So again we see here, at this point, there was an instruction that was given in chapter 1 to 4 to Ruth. And Ruth responded again, Yes, I will do according to what you have said. Ruth responded positively to the guidance of Naomi. I am saying that a woman that will journey to the unknown with God must be a woman who drops what she thinks she knows and hearken to the shepherd, to the discipler, to the vessels God has provided to lead her, even in this part. She received and accepted whatsoever counsel Naomi gave her. This is a great need in the church. And I am sure you will agree with me that it is a need. We have a need of older women who will give instruction to the younger women in our congregations. You just imagine how young wives are struggling struggling so much in their marriages, in their child upbringing, and even in their personal work with God. Why there are older women who can put them through. But these older women couldn't rise up to their responsibility. Or perhaps there are older women who could, who are indeed rising up. But the younger women would not listen to these older women's guidance. If the younger generation of Christians, if we, the younger generation, will go far in our Christian journey, beloved, we need the touch of an older woman. We need the guidance of an older woman in the faith. Now it may be somebody younger than you in age, but well advanced in their work with God. You need an older woman. In your journey with the Lord. Ruth kept all the sayings of Naomi. Ruth did not despise any of them. She said, yes, I will. Yes, I will. And I want us to finish today's episode by considering a few verses in Proverbs, that great book of wisdom. First, we look at the very first chapter. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 5 says, a wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. If you are wise, you will listen to counsel. People will not struggle with you. People can only put you through. 
you have that personal responsibility to either take their counsel or drop it. And now we advise you, do not frustrate the labor of godly men and women over your life. Take heed to their instruction. Take it to their guidance. I have personally found the guidance of elderly sisters, elderly fathers, elderly brothers in the faith to be very helpful. And some moments of decision making that I might not even think I mean, oh, this is okay. And they may just give me a call. Oh, I hear you wanted to do ABC. Why not look at it this way? I think if you are looking at doing so, so many of this, just do this shorter one. Just do this. And I found this type of guidance to be a very, very useful step in the right direction for my life. Now also, let's look at Proverbs 3 verses 1 and 2, which says, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandment. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. If we listen to the counsel of the older women, they will benefit us. Proverbs 2 verses 1 to 5 also says, My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandment with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding, yea, if thou criest after knowledge and lifted up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for her treasure, then shall thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Finally, Proverbs chapter 4, verses 5 to 9. And it reads, Get wisdom, get understanding. Forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. Nine, she shall give to thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. My listener, for you to fully get to God's destination for your life, you must take heed to guidance. You must take heed to instruction of older men and older women that God brings your way. Don't listen to this broadcast and just go your way. What are the action points you need to act upon having gone through this series so far? Act upon them. It is not enough to hear. It will benefit you the more if you do according to the guidance and the instructions that you are given. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Two weeks ago, we started a series called Journey to the Unknown. Our topic for today is Preparing Ruth for the Next Step. We see here that Naomi prepared Ruth for the next step to go into 
you see sisters that in your journey into the unknown god will bring people who will be able to prepare you for the next step he'll be able to guide you through your journey through the unknown sisters do not think you are alone through this journey god has provided people to be beside you and help you and prepare you deborah shinobi will now take us further on this subject thank you lord jesus i am so so grateful my heart is rejoicing in the wonders of your word thank you for what you are doing with these women that are listening to this broadcast thank you for reaching out to us women from diverse background oh thank you lord jesus thank you have your way into this episode in jesus name amen thank you so 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 much lord jesus and thank you to each and every one of you who are joining with us throughout this series. This is day 11 of this series. And last time we saw how Ruth obeyed the instruction and the guidance that was given to her by Naomi. I want to encourage you to share our apps, share our broadcast with your loved ones, download Women in Revival on Google Play, or pod bean and search for Women in Revival. If you have missed any series or any episode or you want to use any of our series for your women's fellowship or you need guidance, drop us a line. Go on our website, listen to the series as a group. Feel free to send your feedback, your questions, even unto us. Feel free to continue to send it to your women's fellowship groups and whatsoever. And we are praying that God will find amongst each and every one of you women after his own very heart today on this episode we want to consider the topic preparing roots for the next step jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 from the good news says i alone know the plans i have for you plans to bring you prosperity and not disaster plans to bring about the future you hope for God had a plan for Ruth's life and God has a plan for your life. Since I alone knows it and I am the only one who can bring you into this plan. I am the only one who can bring about the future that you hope for. So we want to look at Ruth being prepared for the plan of God, for the purpose of God for our very life. We see that God had a plan for Ruth of Moabite, Ruth who had resolved to journey with God to the unknown. God says these plans are not to bring Ruth disaster. They are to bring her prosperity. They are to bring Ruth into the future that Ruth hoped for. There was a future Ruth hoped for that caused her to leave Moab behind that caused her to journey to the unknown. And I also want to say to you, God has a plan for your life. Don't think your present situation is the best for your life. God has something better for your life. Don't think getting the best, so to say, out of sin 
working illegally, using people's papers, and you are earning a lot, is life. That is not life. God has a plan. God has a future for your life. Let us read Isaiah chapter 30, verses 20 to 21. And it reads, And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner anymore, but thine eyes shall see thy teachers. Verse 21. And thy ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk ye in it. When ye turn to the right hand, when ye turn to the left. So God says, Yes, Ruth had suffered affliction before. Ruth had suffered adversity, yet I will not remove from Ruth teachers who will direct her. So here we see this scripture saying that though the Lord gave Ruth the bread of adversity, though she drank the water of affliction, yet our teachers will not be put into corner anymore. Our eyes shall see even our teachers. And I believe this is what he's saying to you also. For Ruth is dead and gone. You know Ruth had eaten the bread of adversity. She had drank the water of affliction. She lost her husband. She was barren for her entire years of marriage to Marlon. Her sister-in-law, whom they grew up together in Moab, had deserted her and gone back. This would have been somebody who was a suitable age mate or a suitable friend, someone from her ethnic background and all of those, and she had gone. Yet, Ruth resolved to journey it all alone with God into the unknown. And God said to Ruth, it is a new beginning. For your teachers shall no longer be removed, but you will see them and your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way walk in it. And I am seeing that no life journey with God into that which looks seemingly unknown would God leave you in without direction or directors. Naomi was placed in Ruth's life for such a time as ours as a director for Ruth's part. And at this junction of Ruth's life, Ruth needs further direction for the next step. So I want us to consider the next step for Ruth. As the Lord now brought Naomi in to tell Ruth the next step. Ruth chapter 3 verses 1 to 5. And it reads, Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said unto her, my daughter, shall I not seek rest for thee, that it may be well with thee? And now is not Boaz our kindred, with whose maidens thou wast? Behold, he winnoweth barley tonight in the threshing floor. Wash thyself therefore, and anoint thee, and put thy raiment upon thee, and get thee down to the floor. But make not thyself known unto the man until he have done eating and drinking. And it shall be when he lieth down, that thou shalt mark the place where he shall lie. And thou shalt go in and uncover his feet and lay thee down, and he will tell thee what thou shalt do. And she said unto her, All thou sayest unto me will I do. I want us to unpack these five verses 
as we consider the next step for Ruth. We saw that Naomi, first of all, saw the need to seek rest for Ruth. She saw that Ruth had toiled so far, and Naomi, who was an Israelite and knew the culture in Israel, felt that at this point, Ruth needs rest. She felt she needs to seek rest for Ruth. And I guess little did Ruth know that her determination to journey into the unknown would lead to arrest. And what can we take from those verses? We saw that Naomi told Ruth that Boaz is their kindred and told Ruth all about Boaz's itinerary, where Boaz would be, what he would be doing, and how Ruth should go about it. She told Ruth that Boaz will be winnowing barley tonight in threshing floor. Therefore, she gave Ruth some guidelines that I want us to consider. She said to Ruth in verse 3, Wash thyself, therefore. What does that mean? I see Naomi saying, Wash yourself off your past. Wash yourself of your past affliction, your past adversity. Wash yourself of the effect of your past struggle. And maybe for some of you, our listener, God may be saying, Wash yourself of the life of sin that you have embarked upon since you found yourself in your present adversity. Maybe for you, your husband left you or you became a widow and now you have turned yourself to a loose woman. You are messing about with men that are not your husband. I see God saying to you through this broadcast, wash yourself for a new dawn is about to break. And this day must not meet you in your present lifestyle. Or maybe you need to wash yourself from filthy TV programs, from filthy and ungodly website, or an addiction. And I see God saying, this is the time, woman, to get up and be washed afresh in the blood of the Lamb. For that hymn writer says, there is a fountain filled with blood. Drawn from Emmanuel's veins And sinners plunge beneath the flood Lose all their guilty stain And since by faith I saw the stream Thy flow in wound supply Redeeming love has been my team and shall be till I die. My beloved, this is the invitation that the Lord is giving you to come and be washed in the fountain. I myself have been to that fountain and redeeming love is my team ever since then. Again, what is the instruction that Naomi gave to Ruth? She said to her, anoint yourself. After washing yourself, anoint yourself. You know, I see that there was a need for Ruth to anoint herself. Maybe since in adversity and affliction, she had become unkept, her body odor all over the place. The smell of her bereavement, her widowhood, was smelt by everyone. 
and Naomi said to Ruth, anoint yourself. And I believe this is what you need to do also, my listener. There is a need for you to anoint yourself. Having been washed in the pool of Jesus' blood, get up and anoint yourself. Anoint yourself in the word of God and no more with facts. Maybe you have been using facts to calm yourself down. There is a sure calmness that is found in the word of God. Maybe you have been anointing yourself with ungodly sites, with ungodly TV programs, and so many other things. God says, anoint yourself with godly messages. Give your ears to the reading of the word of God and to the listening to messages and establish yourself in the Lord. Anoint yourself is what we see God saying. And another instruction that Naomi gave to Ruth was, Put thy raiment upon thee. Ruth, take off your garment of widowhood. Take off your garment of reproach. And shake off even this garment of shame. And put on a new garment. Take off your garment of sin. Your garment of iniquity. And I think what I see the Lord seems to be saying to us is that having washed, having anointed ourselves, having listened to the word, having read the Bible, having listened to this broadcast, having listened to messages. It is time to put on your garment. Put on the truth that you have heard. Live by it. And what could this garment be for you now? Isaiah 61 verse 3 says, To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for money, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. So for you now, the garment of praise, that people may see you and say, yes, this one is the planting of the Lord, that people might look at you and say, yes, Deborah, your life is the planting of the Lord. Ruth, your life is the planting of the Lord. What else could this garment be? Galatians chapter 3 verse 27 says, For as many as of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So we are seeing God saying, put on Christ. Don't wear what you used to be anymore. Let Christ be your identity. And in Romans chapter 13 verse 14, we read, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lost thereof. Let Christ be your identity. And what else is this garment that you must put on? Put on the garment of humility. Colossians chapter 3 verse 12 says, Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowers of mercy, kindness, Humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. Put on humility. Put on kindness. Put on meekness. There is a need for you to wear humility. Don't wear what you used to be. Don't say, well, I was so, 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 so some years ago. I was commanded thousands of people. But see where I am now. Jesus says, no, don't do that. For we will see that the next instruction that was given to Ruth 
needs Ruth to be humble. For Naomi said in Ruth chapter 3, verse 3, that and get thee down to the floor. So the next instruction, the next guideline says, get thee down to the floor. That is, humble yourself. Forget your past achievements. Forget your past greatness. Get down to the floor. Humble yourself and God will lift you up. James 4 verse 6 and 10 encourages us to be humble. For it says in verse 6 that God receives the proud and gives grace to the humble. And verse 10 also says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. First Peter chapter 5 verse 6 also says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Brethren, get thee on the floor. Humble yourself. Take away your title. Take away who you said you were. And humble yourself. And the next instruction from Naomi to Ruth says, Make not yourself known. And I think again for me, I am seeing Naomi saying, don't go and prove yourself there. Don't go and tell them this was who I am. And I am saying that even this instruction again is still leading to the need to humble ourselves. Friend, if you also will receive anything tangible from God and do the instruction for next step, you must make not yourself known. You must humble yourself. You must hide yourself. Don't promote yourself. Don't blow trumpets about yourself. Don't say who you were. Don't make a great deal of your past achievement. Make not yourself known. Luke 14, 8 to 11 tells us of Jesus' instruction that when you are invited to a wedding, don't go and sit at the highest room. Find a lower place to sit. And if it pleases your host, to not invite you to somewhere higher, so be it. So all this links back to the fact that humble yourself. And what was the other instruction that Naomi gave to Ruth? She said, when he lies down, uncover his feet and lay there down. And he will tell you what to do. And I don't think Naomi was asking Ruth to go and sell herself. She wasn't saying to Ruth to go and woo Boaz, no. But on the contrary, I see Naomi saying, go and humble yourself at his feet. He is our family kinsman. He had already shown interest in you. And he has allowed you to glean, to eat, to drink and so on in his field. Now, you, Ruth, arise, go and awake him to his responsibility. You know when someone is sleeping, brethren, you know when someone is sleeping and you try to like take their duvet from them or uncover their feet in a way, you know there is a possibility to startle them. And that is what I see Naomi encouraging Ruth to do. Go and awake Boaz. Uncovering Boaz's leg is very symbolic in Israel. Just as the taking off of shoes of the Naira kinsman was also symbolic. And you know, though challenging were these guidelines and instruction, but it amazes me that Ruth humbled herself and said to Naomi in verse 5, All you said unto me, 
I will do. Would you be that kind of woman also? Who will be willing to carry out the instructions of the Lord for your life? These instructions and guidelines for godly living are locked up in the Bible. They are locked up in the scripture. In John 14, 15, Jesus said, If you love me, you will keep my commandment. And 1 John 5, 3 now says, God's commandments are not grievous. Would you keep Jesus' commandments? Would you keep his principles, his guidelines? Would you keep his instruction as a token of your love for he who gave himself as a ransom for you so that your journey to the unknown ends where God intended to end? Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Two weeks ago, we started a series called Journey to the Unknown. Our topic for today is Boaz undertook for Ruth with the family at large. We see here that Boaz did not undertake for Ruth because of what he had to do because he was the only family redeemer. He did it to help the family. He was not a selfish man or a man who sought to do things that would prosper his name and not the name of Elimelech and Malon. We see here that Boaz was a man who was there for not only Ruth, for the family at large also. Sisters, through your journey into the unknown, there will be people who will be there for you, not only for yourself, but for your family, to help your family. Maybe you're going through a tough situation. They'll be there to comfort you, help your family, give you help everything we see here that boaz was this helper towards ruth sisters in this journey through this unknown god will provide people for you who will help you deborah shinobi will now take us further on this subject thank you father god for what you have been sharing with us as we are rounding up gradually this series, please make sure you accomplish in us the reason for which you are showing us the life of fruit who journeyed to the unknown. Make with our lives what you planned to do with us. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you for still taking the time to continue with us on this series. We are gradually getting to the end of this series and i trust the lord has spoken something of himself to you feel free to contact us on our website or through our phone numbers plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five and also on our website www.gravishamchristianladies.co.uk and we'll be willing to respond to whatsoever your need is Maybe you have a need of counseling or I would like to challenge you to join us on some of our online Bible classes where you will meet with other sisters over the internet speaking, challenging and affirming one another in the word of God. 
Today we want to look at Boaz undertook for Ruth with the family at large. We saw that Boaz once before undertook for Ruth at the gleaning field. But today we want to see him again undertaking for Ruth with the family at large. Ruth chapter 3 verses 8 to 13 and I read. And it came to pass at midnight that the man was afraid and turned himself and behold a woman lay at his feet. And he said, Who art thou? And she answered, I am Ruth thy handmaid. Spread therefore thy skirt over thy handmaid, for thou art a near kinsman. And he said, Blessed be thou of the Lord my daughter, for thou hast showed more kindness in the latter end than at the beginning, inasmuch as thou followest not young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, fear not, I will do to thee all that thou requirest. For all the city of my people doth know that thou art a virtuous woman. And now it is true that I am thy near kinsman. How be it there is a kinsman nearer than I. Carry this night, and it shall be in the morning that if he will perform unto thee the part of a kinsman well, let him do the kinsman's part. But if he will not do the part of a kinsman to thee, then will I do the part of a kinsman to thee. As the Lord liveth, lie down until the morning. May the Lord bless his word. Amen. We are not going to be looking at this verses verse by verse. But what can we take from the entire verses? As we looked at how Boaz undertook for root with the family at large. For me, while I was studying these verses, you know it got to a state that I had to pause and prayed for myself. My eyes were filled with tears as I asked the Lord to humble me. For if Ruth was proud, she would not have gone to Boaz. She would have missed the opportunity of Boaz undertaking for her. And I want us to consider these verses now. We see from the verse 8 to 13 that we read that Boaz having awakened by Ruth uncovering his feet knew that it was Ruth and she told him to please spread the skirt over her because Boaz was the nearest kinsman. And I think this picture to me is the redemption story. You know Christ knew he was to die for humanity and he died on the cross. He gave himself. But do you know, man also has to take the step of feeling after him. As it was said in Acts chapter 17, 27. So, you know, sometimes many have heard the gospel being shown to them by the mercy of God. Many have heard it, but they have rejected it. Many have received bountiful blessing from the Lord, but they still chose not to seek after God. So you will see this psalm, it says in Psalms 42, that as the deer pants for the water brooks, so I long for you. So there has to be a longing in the heart of a woman for the Lord. That is what I am saying in this root story. Like I said earlier, Ruth was not making steps of winning Boaz to himself. Whenever you are reading the scripture, allow the Holy Spirit to interpret his word into your heart. Root act for me was symbolic of the need of men 
to seek after Christ, to uncover Christ's feet, to come boldly to the cross, to come and deliberately open the scriptures for themselves. God is willing to spread the skirts of salvation, of protection over all that respond to his first move that was displayed by Christ's death at Golgotha. So from the story of Ruth that we read in Ruth 3, 8 to 13, we see that Boaz, having woken up, promised Ruth to take a matter further. He promised to undertake for Ruth. Why? There was a nearer kiss man than Boaz. And Boaz said, if this man failed to take responsibility, then be rest assured, I will. And the question is, did Boaz indeed take responsibility? Yes. So let's go to Ruth chapter 4, verses 1 to 8. And it reads, Then Boaz went up to the gate and sat him down there. And behold, the kinsman of whom Boaz spake came by, unto whom he said, Hold such a one. Turn aside, sit down here. And he turned aside and sat down. And he took ten men of the elders of the city and said, Sit ye down here. And they sat down. And he said unto the king's man, Naomi that is come again out of the country of Moab, selleth a parcel of land, which was our brother Elimelech's. And I thought to advertise thee, saying, Buy it before the inhabitants, and before the elders of my people, if thou wilt redeem it, redeem it. But if thou wilt not redeem it, then tell me, that I may know, for there is none to redeem it beside thee, and I am after thee. And he said, I will redeem it. So we see Boaz now taking step of undertaking for Ruth as he promised. He said, don't worry, there is a near kinsman. So he went to the city gate, called ten elders of the city, and called the near kinsman, and explained the situation on ground to her, and said, play your role. But if you are not willing to play the role, I will take up the responsibility. Now from verse 5. Then said Boaz, What day thou buyest the field of the hand of Naomi, thou must buy it also of Ruth, the Moabites, the wife of the dead, to raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance. And the king's man said, I cannot redeem it for myself. Let I man mine own inheritance. Redeem thou my right to thy say, for I cannot redeem it. Before we move on to the other two verses, we are seeing here that Boaz having tabled the matter and said there is a land from Naomi that needs to be bought. And the nearer kinsman said, yes, if it is the matter of land, obviously you know I'm an estate agent. You know I'm, I'm a surveyor. I will be more than willing to buy the land. You know I love property ladder. Like and then he was told, if you buy the land, you must also buy it from roots. And he said, no, 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 no. If it is that, no, I can't endanger my own estate. How would I marry a Moabites? But anyway, we are not focusing on this episode, on this man. Maybe the Lord will grant us another opportunity to come and look at the life of this nearest kinsman. Now, in verse 6, we saw the man say, I cannot redeem it. And now, verse 7 and 8 says, Now, this was the manner in the former time in Israel. 
concerning redeeming and concerning changing. For to confirm all things, a man plucked off his shoe and gave it to his neighbor. And this was a testimony in Israel. Therefore, the kinsman said unto Boaz, Buy it for thee. So he drew off his shoes. Amen. So we are seeing how Boaz undertook for Ruth. Boaz called the ten elders of the city, like I said earlier, and told them what was on ground and the nearest kinsman himself. I am saying that when a woman agrees to journey with God to the unknown, she will gradually see the unfolding of acquaintances, the unfolding of resources that God had prepackaged. In advance, a diverse route and diverse junctions of our journey. Journeying to the unknown, my beloved, is a journey of faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. I love that songwriter, Christian Getty, that sang, By faith we see the hand of God in the light of creation's grand design, in the lives of those who prove his faithfulness, who walk by faith and not by sight. By faith, our fathers roam the earth with the power of his promise in their hearts of a holy city built by God's own hand, a place where peace and justice reign. We will stand as children of the promise. We will fix our eyes on him as soul's reward that the race is finished and the work is done. We will walk by faith and not by sight. Thank God for a woman like Christine Getty, who put such a hymn together. This was what Ruth knew. She walked by faith and not by sight. And we saw Boaz undertaking for her in an unknown land, in a foreign land. God wants to undertake for you. Maybe you have been struggling with your husband. You have been struggling with your colleagues. Why not let go and let God be? Why not leave your battle into God's hand? Why not yield your neck into the Lord's hand? Why not yoke yourself to the Lord? Why not stop quarreling? Why not stop throwing the sword of your word against your children, against your husband, against your sibling? And let God undertake for you. Amen. is Women in Revival podcast. Two weeks ago, we started a series called Journey to the Unknown. Our topic for today is Ruth married Boaz. We see here that Ruth now married Boaz, her family redeemer. We see here today that Ruth, in this journey to the unknown, a land where she did not know, not only did God bring her to the land where his name and his name alone was worshipped, he took away those widowed garments from her and provided for her a husband. We see here, sisters, that through your journey into the unknown, God will always provide for you.
what is needed. He will not leave you alone. He will keep on and help you. We see here how he provided what Ruth needed. A man to marry who was her family redeemer. Who could help her to raise a son for the name of Malon and Elimelech. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. It can only be you who have taken us thus far, who have spoken to our hearts. Thank you. Again, we have come. Seal your word in our hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen. We are nearing the end of this broadcast. Today, day 13 of this series. And we saw how the Lord showed us Boaz undertaking for Ruth as Ruth journeyed to the unknown. We are still on this series, journeying to the unknown, learning from Ruth's expedition. What have you taken? Do you want to contact us? Do you want to share your thoughts with us also? And let us see what the Lord is doing with you. Go on our website, www.gravechamchristianladies.co.uk and send us your feedback. Contact us on plus 447944398415. Amen. So today we want to look at Ruth, married Boaz, to continue the lineage of Elimelech. Let's read Ruth chapter 4 verses 9 to 12. And it reads, and Boaz said unto the elders and unto all the people, ye are witnesses this day that I have bought all that was Elimelech's and all that was Chilion's and Malon's of the hand of Naomi. Moreover, Ruth the Moabites, the wife of Malon, have I purchased to be my wife, to raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance, that the name of the dead be not cut off from among his brethren and from the gate of his place ye are witnesses this day and all the people that were in the gate and said we are witnesses the lord make the woman that is come into thine house like rachel and like leah we too did build the house of israel and do thou worthily in Ephrata, and be famous in bethlehem and let thy house be like the house of phares whom tamar bear unto judah of the sea which the Lord shall give thee of this young woman. Amen. So we see Ruth marrying Boaz. Here was a public celebration of their marriage and the blessing of the elders in the land. And I think my heart was really captured as I was reading through even the blessedness of the elders, seeing the type of women they were comparing Ruth with. They said, we are witnesses. And they said, may the Lord make the woman that is coming to your house like Rachel, like Leah. Wow. These were the mothers of the Israelites, isn't it? And it's amazing to see their blessing even upon Ruth. And I want us to consider these verses briefly as we go through today's episode. We saw the Nyare Kisman having chosen the riches of this world than the purpose of God. Boaz then stepped in as promised to Ruth. He publicly assumed the role 
of marrying Ruth in order to continue the name of the dead. Ruth did not know at the beginning of her journey that she will continue this lineage. I'm sure my beloved listener, you know that Ruth did not know. She never knew that she would continue the lineage of Elimelech. Upper thought it has ended and Upper went back. But Ruth continued. She never knew that she would continue this lineage that seems dead forever. Little did she know that she would build up the waste ruins. Let us finish today's broadcast as we read Isaiah 16 verse 15 and it reads, Whereas thou hast been forsaken and hated, so that no man went through thee, I will make thee an eternal excellency, a joy of many generations. That was what God did for Ruth. Isaiah 58 verses 10 to 12 also says, And if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity and the darkness be as the noonday. Do you know that was exactly what happened to Ruth? She has drawn out her soul to satisfy the hunger, to help Naomi. And we see her light now. We see her light rising in obscurity, and her darkness as the noonday. 11 and 12. And the Lord shall guide thee continually, and satisfy thy soul in drought, and make fire thy bones, and thou shalt be like a water garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not and they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach the restorer of parts to dwell in this was what god did for roots who journeyed with the lord to the unknown God is still seeking for many women whom he will do this with again, whom he will make restorers of paths to dwell in, who will build up the ruins of past generation. Would you allow God to make you as he made root? And I am praying that your heart will be open to the invitation that God is extending to you. So journey with him. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Two weeks ago, we started a series called Journey to the Unknown. Our topic for today is Ruth Conceived and Obed. Today we see that Ruth conceived an Obed. She conceived a child. She conceived to carry on the name of Elimelech and Malon. Sisters, this was a woman who in Moab had nothing. She was a widow. She had no future. She would never have any children. There was no hope of her having children. But we see here God's mercy in taking her through this journey into the unknown and bringing her not only a husband but giving her a child so the name of Elimelech and Malin would not die out. The abortion death will now take his father on this subject. Father, we bless you. Oh, my soul does magnify the Lord. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Either so far have you helped us. Lord, we bring our Ebenezer stone. Thank you for the life of fruit that you've painted so much for us. Thank you. As we come again, speak for we, your servants, are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining with us thus far. We are about to round up this series, Journey to the Unknown Learning from Ruth's Expedition. Last time we saw how Ruth got married to Boaz, a woman who seemingly looked as if all had finished for her, and God gave her a new beginning. I want to encourage you, if you have missed any of our episodes or any series so far, go on our website www.gravesharmchristianladies.co.uk Use our podcast for your group meetings, for your fellowship. Do feel free. Send us your feedback. Send us your requests. Send us your question, your counseling need. And we'll see how the Lord will help us. Today we want to move on as we look at Ruth conceived and obeyed. We had nothing of upper anymore. So let us read Isaiah chapter 62 verse 4. Ruth conceived and obeyed. And it reads, Thou shalt no more be termed forsaken, neither shall thy land any more be termed desolate, but thou shalt be called Ephzibah, and thy land Beulah. For the Lord delighted in thee, and thy land shall be married. We saw that Ruth was married again. That woman that looked forsaken was once again handed over to another man. That woman that seems desolate was called again by a new name, Ephzibah, and her land was called the light. Amen. The Lord delighted in her. Now let's go back to the book of Ruth chapter 4. And we will read this time verses 13 to 17 and 18 to 20. And it reads, So Boaz took Ruth, and she was his wife. And when he went in unto her, the Lord gave her conception. And she bare a son, and the women said unto Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, which have not left thee this day without a kinsman, that his name may be famous in Israel. 14. And the women said unto Naomi, Blessed be the Lord. 15. And it shall be unto thee a restorer of thy life, and a nourisher of thine old age, for thy daughter-in-law, which loveth thee, which is better to thee than seven sons, have borne him. And Naomi took the child, and laid it in her bosom, and became nurse unto it. And the women and neighbors gave it a name, saying, There is a son born to Naomi, and they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. Now verses 18 to 22. Now these are the generations of Pharez. Pharez begat Ezron, and Ezron begat Ram, and Ram begat Amnadab, and Amnadab begat Nashon, and Nashon begat Salmon. And Salmon begat Boaz, and Boaz begat Obed. And Obed begat Jesse, and Jesse begat David. We see how God granted unto Ruth conception. And she who never conceived before. She who was barren in her previous marriage. 
after the death of her husband, is now married to Obed, and she gave birth to Obed. She whom Naomi told that she had no son in her womb to give her husband, now had a son of her own, who became part of the lineage of our Lord Jesus Christ. When we come back next time, we will come and see even this further. Ruth gave birth to Obed, one of the great, great grandfather of our Lord Jesus Christ. Journey into the unknown is fantastic. If God is the one leading before me and coming behind me, may the Lord help you. May the Lord cause your heart to be challenged even from this story of Ruth's life. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Two weeks ago, we started a series called Journey to the Unknown. Today, we are ending this series. Our last topic in this series is Ruth entered into heaven's book of record. We see here that because of what Ruth did, not only did she enter into the genealogy of David and later on our Lord Jesus, but we see here that she entered into the book of records. Imagine if she had stayed in Moab, she would never have entered into heaven's book of record. We see here that Ruth found favour and God bestowed upon her mercy and grace. We see a Moabitess entering into heaven's book of record. When God said that the Israelites were to have nothing to do with the Moabites until 40 generations later, we see here that Ruth entered into heaven's book of records before that 40 generations. We see that through this journey into the unknown, that if you finish and you finish well, heaven will enter you into their book of records. Sisters, God wants you to be in that book of record. He wants all of us to be in that book of record. If only we allow him to use us like Ruth did. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Thank you so much, Lord Jesus. Thank you for this adventure you've taken us through into the life of Ruth. Thank you, Lord. Idato for again. You've taken us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much, ladies, for taking the time to listen from day one to today, day 15. It's taken us about three weeks to go through this series. And I trust the Lord has spoken to you. Even as we round up this series today, I am praying that the Lord who began a work in your heart will complete it. May your home, your life be an example of God's faithfulness. Feel free to go back to our website to listen to this series again or other series. 
Feel free to share it with your loved ones. Feel free to use it with the ladies in your life, the women in your fellowship. If you have a need of our workbook, contact us and we will see how to make them available. You can also download our app, Women in Reviver, on Google Play or Podbean, where you search for Women in Reviver. There you will get updates of all our broadcasts. Amen. Today we are rounding up this series and we are rounding up with the topic Roots Entered into Heaven's Book of Record. Ruth entered into Heaven's Book of Record. Ruth, who was an idolater. Ruth, a Moabitess, a widow, an unknown woman, a stranger, and an alien, found herself in the genealogy of our Lord Jesus Christ. She became part of the earthly great-grandparents of the Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you want to do with our lives. Let us read Ruth chapter 4, verse 13 and verse 17 to 22. 13 says, So Boaz took Ruth and his wife, and when he went in unto her, the Lord gave her conception, and she bare a son. We discussed them. God gave Ruth conception, and she gave birth to a son called Obed. Verses 17 to 22 now. And the women and neighbor gave it a name, saying, There is a son born to Naomi, and they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. So we see how Ruth was engrafted into the lineage of David. The Davidic lineage. Ruth entered into heaven's book of record. She gave birth to a son who became the great, great grandfather of our Lord Jesus Christ. Her son Obed gave birth to the father of Jesse. And Jesse gave birth even to David. Now let's read Matthew chapter 1 verses 1 and 5. Upper journeyed with Ruth on this journey. She turned back. Ruth continued. Ruth persisted. Ruth was patient. Ruth was long-suffering. And Upper ended in chapter 1. But Ruth did not end in the Old Testament. She did not end in chapter 1 of Ruth, in chapter 2, in chapter 3, in chapter 4. We see Ruth's name again in the page of the first book of the New Testament, Matthew chapter 1, verse 1 and 5. And it says, The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham, verse 5. And Samuel begat Boaz of Rechab, and Boaz begat Obed of Ruth, and Ruth begat. This is the list of Jesus's generation, earthly men and women who played that part, who played that role in the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ to planet Earth. And there we found the name of Ruth. Her name entered into the purpose of God, though an idolater in the past, though a Moabitess in the past, 
Though a woman who suffered adversity, a woman who ate the bread of affliction, who drank the water of affliction, but as she was consistent in her work with God, as she journeyed with the Lord to the unknown, we see God engraft her into the lineage of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ruth's determination to journey to the unknown, to take the step of faith into that which looks invisible, pay off later. God did not waste Ruth's life. Her past grief, her past sorrow, her widowhood only formed pathways for Ruth to journey deeper in her war with God and to allow God to accompany her into all God had for her life. How about you? How are you using your life situation? Have you used your widowhood as a means of fornicating? Are you using your widowhood as a means of blackmailing men? Are you using your present circumstance as a means of causing the name of the Lord to be blasphemed? Learn from the life of Ruth. God is seeking for women of diverse background, of diverse age group, whom he can hold by their hands and lead them into his pathway for their lives. Would you be the next whom God would write his story through? Would you be the one who will enter into God's plan, into God's purpose for this end times, for these last days. Amen.